Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Proud member of Sports Drink Network. It's May 7th, 2022. This is Tom coming to you from Sawdust Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick joins me from the Houston Outpost a day before Mother's Day. So happy Ooh. pre, well, by the time you hear this, happy Mother's Day to the moms out there. With a little distance from the 2022 NFL draft, we've had some time to mull or curate, as it were, on the Steelers' strategy and ultimate selections. I know, Nick, your uh, your thoughts have been coming into focus. Do you want to talk about that? They have. I'd love to talk about them. And I think a good place you could talk about them besides this podcast is ColorCast, which is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders, podcasters, whoever is associated with sports in real time. So it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. I know that uh, we, we were doing some analysis of each choice, but you did feel positive overall about the draft. Do you have more specifics about it? Yeah, I think it, after that George Pickens selection, it was it was really hard not to get excited. And it sort of can be a little casual, a little casual fan style. Like, oh, receiver, you know, flashy position. We're getting excited. But then... You know, just the, the the top four picks are so exciting from the standpoint of all these guys are going to be contributing. And I'd say what I feel better about after a week out is Kenny Pickett in particular. And I just want to – I know I've had a lot of like long diatribes about him, but I want to guard against the feeling that anybody could have of like now we, we have the quarterback so you just get excited and you start looking at it through rose-colored glasses. It wasn't that. It was, okay, well, now that I know he's the Steelers quarterback and I can watch him more and I can just focus on him, um, I really just sort of dug into it. And I do think that the level of talent of the quarterback is analogous to guys like Andy Dalton, um, Ryan Tannehill, who's actually a more talented version of Kenny Pickett. He's bigger. He has a stronger arm. He's faster, everything like that. But I think that they're similar sort of quarterbacks. Alex Smith. And then the other two that we keep mentioning, you know, besides uh, Tony Romo, is like Mac Jones and Joe Burrow. But they they were just so unbelievably schooled coming out of out of college, which is to say, oh, if it's a mental thing, maybe he could continue to learn that. But what really started crystallized for me when I looked at Alex Smith, I mean, he's he's an alpha type of guy. But you look at Tannehill and Dalton, and I really think what separates Kenny Pickett, which makes me more excited about Kenny Pickett as opposed to those guys, is like. 
he really does ooze a confidence, like a quiet confidence. He really feels like a quarterback where those other guys don't quite have that killer instinct. Now, of course, Joe Burrow and Mac Jones have a tremendous level of that killer instinct. So I think that it's important not to get too wrapped up in the mental qualities of the player. It really does start with the physical. But when you look at Kenny, he's like, good thrower, good runner, good size, great hair. And I do think that that confidence about him is going to serve him well. And if he can just learn how to play from within the pocket, which is a very, very difficult skill set to learn this late in the game. But I just – I'm more encouraged by that given the immense amount of talent that surrounds him, and they're going to get more talented as the next two years go along. So I've just been excited about that. I think he's I think he's the guy for the job. And last thing I'll say on it before just rambling too long is you, you just can't wait around 20 years for a Ben or a Mahomes. Like I said, next year, okay, the quarterback class is a lot better. We We pretty much know. But you ain't getting the top three or four guys, they're just going to go right off the board in the top couple picks by all the plenty of other teams that need quarterbacks. So I think that they, they found it's sort of like when they got Ben, they weren't totally in the market, but they're like, and Ben's different because Ben was a very, you know, a top five type pick guy, but he sort of slid them and they're like, Oh, well, I guess we'll adjust our plan. We know we needed a quarterback, but this kind of happened to us. So I think that Kenny Pickett's analogous that way. And I'm just a little more excited about it, given the immense amount of talent that is around him now. When you think about the Steelers, your point about the Steelers getting another quarterback of Ben's caliber, it's just not going to drop to you. The pain that the Browns and the Bengals suffered to get their quarterbacks, uh, say what you will about the Browns, but they got you know a high right. draft pick. And they also rebuilt their team around it. I mean, they decimated themselves, essentially. And yeah. I, you know, neither one of us are advocates of that, tanking or, or something more subtle. Yeah. So... What is it? I mean, you're you're looking for a journeyman, which we kind of did with Trubisky. Yeah. You're hoping for a guy to develop, Mason, who didn't. I mean, the good news is, we, as yeah, you, you said time and time again, we've seen him. We know what he's capable of. You want to keep him as a backup. Yeah, I hope that's the thing that they grow past because there is no examples of a guy who, quote-unquote, just developed, like a third-rounder who just like slowly got better over the years. It's like, oh, he, like even Ryan Fitzpatrick played as a rookie and threw like five touchdowns in his first game and then no touchdowns, like three picks in his next game. But like there aren't these examples of guys who just kind of come up through the wings unless it's, you know, Rodgers. By the way, we'll never know. Like Rodgers might have been good his, his sophomore year in the NFL or whatever it was. Mahomes might have been – probably would have been great his rookie year too. But I think those are kind of the examples when it's like, no, we have a good – veteran starter and a raw super talented prospect who's going to come up behind them but I hope that that's the type of thing that the Steelers would get out of okay let's stop taking these Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolphs and hope that they're the first guy ever that pans out because you look at those late round picks think of the Cowboys the Romo and Dak right when they stepped on the field oh you know they're a guy so um, with Kenny Pickett it's you know it still goes back to my thing of like I guess you do think you are going to be the first team in a little while that can win with like just not elite quarterback play, but like good quarterback play and a good rest of the team. And I don't have as much faith in that right now, but, but I don't know who's, who's to say, because if the Steelers do like a saints thing where it's like, we're just going to spend 50 million over the cap and we got a quarterback on rookie deal. I I do think you could get pretty damn far that way. But uh, even though a couple teams have done it recently, the Rams and the Niners and they've fallen short in in the ultimate game, but I like Kenny Pickett more than golf and Garoppolo anyways. Have you watched any of the interviews with the rookies? No. 
in particular, George oh, Pickett. Pickens. I've watched, I've watched Kenny. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's he's constantly being interviewed. Yeah, he's great. Um, Missy Matthews sat down sat down with George Pickens. Good oh, yeah, interview. Yeah, I, read it. I mean, they're they're not going to reveal. They're you know what do they know going in there? They have you know this is kind of feels a little bit staged, but he his comment was that as the difference from last year previous to now is speed. He went out of his way to pay homage to Ben. Ben's not, he wasn't old school. It was just a different style, blah, blah, blah. But he pointed to the speed. And when you look at the fact we have, I mean, any quarterback's going to be faster. We're not talking, but we're not talking about Lamar Jackson, but it's going to be faster there. But um, it's important. Not We have Najee, but you have Pickens and Austin. And the other guy I wanted to circle is DeMarvin Leal, who, you know what, the, Everything I saw and read on him didn't get me excited. I think, as we said, he's kind of a tweener. But actually being a tweener seems to fall in the strategy because he can't. He is a lean guy who can put on some muscle or he can stay lean. They said he could put on 20 pounds and not lose any speed. That's what you want up front. Yeah, it just seems like a very attainable. It doesn't seem as much tweener to me as it's like, hey, you need to bulk up to play this position. But it's not like... What they made Chicolo do at University of Miami, they made the guy gain like 30 pounds and basically be a lineman. This is like, hey, can you put on 15 pounds in an NFL weight regimen? You're you're probably you're going to put that on anyways, just like getting older. It seems very attainable, and I agree. He was such a highly sought-after prospect uh, the prior year too that you, you really could be landing three guys with immense talent who are dipping, which to- who dipped in the draft, which backs up what everyone said about the draft. Lackluster first round, but – extremely impressive mid rounds so there was so many guys to go around i have a compound question for you please to improve on last year's record what are the positive elements from last year that we need to continue i think the positive elements from last year i think there are there are even bigger ones that are about to come about but uh, if you want to just talk about what they did well last year that they need to do this year is they need to be a Steelers Tomlin team again. Like they just had this grittiness where they would drag down teams to their level and they would slug it out, kind of no matter who they were playing until you know the Chiefs Chiefs are rolling in playoff time and and even then they they stuck in at the beginning of the game. But I think that I'd be shocked if that element went away. Uh, I could name a bunch of elements that are potentially being added, but as far as what you need to keep from last year. It's that Steelers classic thing where they were able to drag teams down to their level, and they were able. I, I know that sounds negative, but come on, we we love the Steelers. We saw them. There were some there were some issues, and I'm being tongue in cheek because you could also say the Steelers elevated their game to other teams' levels. But I almost feel it's like they drag the other teams down because they're they're going to grab you by the leg and they're going to take you into the back alley, and they're just and they're going to turn it into. A, to a sockum fest. It's like the hockey teams when they just want to brawl. The Steelers are so good at doing that because they're such a tough team uh, that they can intimidate teams that way. So they got to keep that going. So grittiness. Now you get yeah. two ch- you get two chances on this. What do they need to improve from an offensive and a defensive standpoint? You do not have the entire field to play on. This is a what right. is the priority on each side of the ball? The first one is on the defensive side. And if there's one thing they need to improve, one, if only one thing gets better, this team's going to win two or three more games than they did last year. It's the freaking run defense. It's the run defense. You can't give up 200, 150 yards a game. They went, what did they win? 10 games last year, Dad? Nine? 10? 
think uh, and they were doing that with giving up 200 it's weird with the, with the new nine, schedule it yeah. messes me up so much yeah because they had nine, the tie. Seven and one yeah if you weren't giving up 200 freaking rush yards a game you're probably like an 11 win team or something like that right so number one is just don't get bled to death in the rush defense and then on offense i'd i'd say is like, you do you need explosive plays you can't try to keep dinking and dunking the ball down the field. You got to find ways to like to use Claypool, who's a guy who can create explosive plays, but you got to stop pretending that he's Mike Wallace or he's Martavis Bryant. Stop putting him on the outside and run have him run goes. Those don't work for him. Let him cross the field. You know Deontay, keep doing what Deontay did from last year. He had some ex- explosive plays in terms of being able to like back shoulder the ball downfield even if he's not a hugely explosive player. And then, you know, the two new guys are what they are and find ways to attack with Fryermuth down the middle. You know, Najee's not an explosive play guy, but you, you do the Le'Veon Bell treatment with him. Sure, all those guys are fine. But the main thing to offense to me is like, yeah, there's a line, there's a run game, this, that, or whatever. I think that that'll gradually improve. It's like you just can't go on 12 play drives every single time. So we need some 50-yard touchdowns or 50-yard gains. Is, does that point directly at the offensive line? I know no, the quarterback has to throw. Yeah, it, it's the quarterback and the receivers to me. The receivers really, they only got the blame when they would drop the ball. Like there, so many of their drops went unnoticed. There are a, not, not to be a Ben defender. This was this is blatant. You can go back and look. So many deep passes dropped last year from Claypool and and and, and Deontay and James Washington. Like it was it was so frustrating the way that that would happen. So I think that Kenny will be able to survive with the line that they have. I think that they're fine. I think Ben could have made bigger plays downfield last year, you know, if he had a little more, more mobility, a little bit more mobility that way. So the receivers actually have to go up and, and grab the damn ball, and Matt Canada actually has to put Claypool in a place to succeed like they did when he was a rookie and he was running all those reverses and those little drag routes because if he gets the ball in a drag, he can take off and run and break tackles for 50 yards. But if you just keep throwing it to him down the sideline, he doesn't know how to track the ball. He falls down all the time. He doesn't know how to stack defenders on a consistent level. And you're just sort of setting him up to fail, whereas you could use him in a more Debo Samuel type of role. And it would work. Yeah. Did you see – didn't Deontay sort of semi-corrected his drops? And then they his, got bad again at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. No, he major he, – it was like a 10% difference. I mean, he, he eliminated them. But when you get to the end of the season – it's just gonna ha- and it's gonna happen this year. Like we're gonna be nervous about him dropping the ball because it's two years in a row when it comes to playoff time and he just poops the bed. It's interesting to look at uh, the betting houses. Odds are that Kenny Pickett will be the starter to open the season. It means nothing. This is just people betting and guessing. Uh-huh. But I don't want to forget about Mitch Trubisky. He uh, there's been I a do. little bit more about his contract that's been revealed, and it is just chock a block with incentives. And a lot of it has to do with his playing time. So if he's playing, let me just pull up the numbers here. If he's playing 60% of the time, it's another million dollars for him if he gets 60% of the snaps. It's another 1.5 if he gets 70% and so on. He gets, uh, if he gets in the Pro Bowl, he gets a whole $250,000, which seems sort of like a, really? That's what you get from making the Pro Bowl? Doesn't <laughs> it probably seem like will. a change? It's always, well, because you just automatically make it these days when they go to the eighth guy who refused it. And like, he made right. the pro. He actually did make the Pro Bowl already, which is hilarious. So never. It doesn't it out. show that he. It doesn't show that he. Uh, they give any extra money for All Pro. But what kind of, 
What do you think that does to the player-coach dynamics to be incentivized for the number of snaps you play? I think the Steelers players have been very vocal over the years that Mike Tomlin tries to make that happen for people. And most teams, Patriots do not. Patriots will try to cheat you out of it. But a lot of teams, Bruce Arians is incredible at it. Tom Brady was, is always good at that with his players. Like They will try to get you the incentives. Mike Tomlin will – that's the great thing about him. He will blatantly mention them to you. Like He knows. You know he knows. It's all out in the open. They're going to try and get it to you. And I think that they're open and – the fact that they are open and honest with that is what helps it. So if for some reason you're not getting playing time at the very end of the season, it's going to be for a strategic reason, not because they're trying to keep you out of your bonus. And then they, if you're on the edge at the end of the season, we've seen it with like Hines and AB and dudes who got a lot of screen passes at the end of the year. They'll try and get it to you. But Mitch Trubisky, like just to touch on that for a second, I will be so disappointed if he's starting week one, right? I mean, not the end of the world because maybe, you know, he starts the first four games or whatever it is and then Kenny goes in. But, I mean, that would be a little demoralizing for you took a guy in the first round because he's supposed to be, like, ready. He's, it's not like the raw guy who needs four years. And, by the way, like, every, everybody needs some time. So if, if Kenny Pickett doesn't start the first four games, that's no way an indictment on his career. It would just be disappointing. And we'd just be sitting there tapping our watches like, when do we get to see Kenny? It's because he's a new toy? Yeah, it's because he's a new... Well, it's because we drafted I mean, him the first round. Him. You can't beat out Mitch Trubisky. That's a problem. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky sucks. I need people to realize this. <laughs> it's not just It's not just Chicago. Like he, He's the Zoolander of quarterbacks. He can only throw right, whereas Zoolander can't turn left, right? So he, but Now, look. His arm might be stronger than Kenny's. He's probably a little faster than Kenny. He's a little thicker than Kenny. He does have a little bit more talent that way. But, again, he's got beta tendencies on and off the field. And I really like him. He's such a likable guy. But that's the perf- That's Tommy Maddox. Like, I know Ben didn't beat out – well, actually, not even. Tommy Maddox, you know, threw 3,000 yards a year. He was a passer. But Tommy Maddox I'm using as an example of – I know Ben didn't beat him out, but he technically did when he kept the job, right? Like, that's the guy It's like – hey, that's a pretty good feather in your cap to beat that guy out the first time, and I'd be disappointed if, if you didn't. But uh, I'll be, uh, I won't be i will be whining about it too much, but if I want to whine about it, I'll go on ColorCast, which is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to me, fans, athletes, podcasters, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for post-game breakdowns, watch parties, debates, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. I know we've made this joke before, but I, it bears repeating. Mm. Have you been called to interview for the Steelers' general manager job? Yeah, who else are they bringing in this week? They're bringing in more Joe Manganiello? Did they get him yes. in yet? <laughs> um, Joe Manchin. I, I think there are a couple guys coming on their second interview. What is interesting is that it seems that Kevin Colbert is interested in maintaining relationships, staying on in some capacity. It doesn't seem like general manager, but wants to stay attached to the team. Yeah, I thought that was always the plan, so I wasn't sure why this was news, because I thought that that's what he said he'd step down as the general manager, but would still be involved with the team in some way. Um, maybe I could be misremembering that, although I doubt it. And uh, But it is, yeah, it's good to hear him say that. He was on, he did like 20 minutes with Mike Florio on uh, PMT, or PFT. PFT Live, uh, the After Hours version. Kevin Colbert's just the man. I mean, the thick Pittsburgh accent. They were really cool to him on Pro Football Talk Live this this week. They really gave him his flowers. And you saw a lot of um, 
I don't know if it was Dulac or somebody put an article article together where a lot of the general managers gave quotes about Kevin Colbert and these guys are eloquent. Like these these general managers are good with people and they really understand what makes Colbert cool and you see how he mentored a lot of people and then on Pro Football Talk Live they just talked about his grace. Like he is so humble, this guy. Like he just sincerely does not want the credit for this. Sort of like Mike Tomlin or whatever, the guys in the Steelers building, there really is a culture there. And that's what the Steelers do. And in his interview with Florio um, echoed that. But it's not like this false modesty or trying to poo-poo it. It's just truly, for example, when Florio asked him about receivers, he's like, look, do you guys have a secret sauce? Like, Do you have a formula that you use when drafting receivers? Because you're so good at it. Or is it just person to person? And Colbert truthfully answers. You can tell in the way he's speaking. Like, look, I'd like to say that there's a formula, but – Really, there's not. There's some things we look for players. We like them to be able to catch the ball. We like them to be able to get open. And we like for them maybe to do something after the catch. But overall, we just evaluate the players on a player-to-player basis. And it feels very genuine. It just shows the culture of the Steelers has persisted throughout the decades. It's pretty cool. So, and, and Florio himself said on the interview a few times after Colbert acknowledged wanting to potentially stay on with the Steelers, although saying neither side is pressuring neither side right now. He said, like, they need to keep you. Like, they're going to really want you in that building. And I totally agree. I I, I am leaning towards wanting it to be Brandon Hunt with, with your mentor over there in the other building. That would be great. As Brandon Hunt goes to – where do you go? He just had another interview with another team. Philadelphia. Baltimore? Philadelphia. Yeah. Can't have him. That's our guy. Anything special about your approach to wide receivers? <laughs> no. We we okay. we look for receivers who can play receiver well, catch, get open, and run with the ball. <laughs> well, I also uh, he also talked about the Steelers' approach to free agency, and as you saw, I'm mean, hopefully everybody's seen that they have they have signed a flurry flurry. They've had a flurry of free agent signings, interesting yeah, stuff, some guys, interesting, right? yeah. yeah, some local guys, you know, interesting stories always. But the approach is to draft to get. Guys with draftable grades. Yeah. And then they got the veteran, the, the Kazi guy, DeMonte. Is that yeah. guy's in the safety? A lot of people I saw, Nick, I feel like Kazora and Nick Furbaugh and uh, Derek online, they were all really psyched about getting this guy for a cheap price. So that safety room really shored up a lot of depth. That's pretty cool. Um, well, the Steelers yeah. are going to be, they're going to drain the DBs. That's going to become a very thin pool after this year. So they signed a couple of um, UDFAs. Chris Steele from USC and Bryce Excuse Watts. Excuse me. Excuse me. Is this about to be the greatest Steeler of all time? Chris Steele, did you say? Yeah. I did say Chris Steele Chris from USC. Steele? What if he might as well be called Pitts Steele? Pittsburgh Steele. Or that that might as well be his birth name. That's a, this guy's a I said it with Ray Ray McLeod. I'm saying it again with Chris Steele. It's a foregone conclusion. This guy's a star. Let's hope, because he <laughs> took a look at him. He didn't even put his picture up there on the, on nope. the website. So. Like I said, Steelers, humble organization. They don't need the credit. Don't worry. You'll see the name on the back of the jersey. One of the other interviews you need to see is the Hayward Brothers' path to the draft on – what is this? What site was this? Oh, on the Steelers' site. But I think they did it with uh, – anyway, the NFL Daniel Network Jeremiah, doesn't it. he do – yeah, Daniel Jeremiah does path to the draft. It – it is hysterical in so many ways, and let me just say that it is all Cam. The brother is oh, yeah. clearly uncomfortable with the He's interview. He's a child. He's I'm a, a fullback. I've never been interviewed before. Tight end, of the, sort of. 
I don't even one know what position first, I play. <laughs> one of the first questions was, when was the last time you guys... First of all, you're going to room together. Absolutely not. There'll be no living together during training camp. Uh, when was the last time they stayed together? And uh, I think that was like right when Cam was going to college. Yeah, they're really It should be an interesting they, like, story. Eight, Are they like 10 years apart? Well, he's... What's Cam? 33? 32? 32, I think. Yeah, so this this guy's got to be 21. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Anyway, funny. Just recommending that you take a look at that. The Steelers have declined the fifth-year option for Devin Bush. Yeah. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Marcus Allen and Robert Spillane, Bobby Spokane, Bobby Spokane. will also be unrestricted free, agent, free agents after the 2022 season. Well, that's not happening. You know they're getting signed back up. Kevin Colbert talked uh, about that in the media, Devin Bush's fifth-year option thing. And he said, look, it's just a very open conversation. We consider there to be two Devins, pre-ACL Devin and post-ACL Devin. And we just told him, it's like, look, it's, we're not giving up on you. It's just kind of a prove-it year. And again, it sort of harkens back to the attractiveness of playing for the Steelers being that openness. Like, you don't want someone blowing smoke at you uh, on this thing. It's like, look, dude, we – we need to see a little bit more. We really want to pay you after this is done. So here's where we're at. I'm sure he understands it. I'm sure he's also a player, so they put these massive chips on their shoulders as well, and hopefully that is a good thing for them. But, yeah, I understand them not, not picking that up. Well, listen to this statistic. In only one of, not the last seven drafts, but the last seven drafts where we had a fifth-year option eligible, only one was signed to another contract. It was signed to a fifth-year option. So... Devin Bush, no. Terrell Edmonds, no. TJ Watt, we know what happened with him. Hmm. Artie Burns, Bud, Bud Dupree. Did he get it or no? Are you just reading out our draft picks or which one's got the fifth year? No, or did Bud get the fifth? Did Bud get a fifth year option? I thought that he did, but You're I could right. be wrong there. I am mistaken. All the rest so of the guys you were reading, I was, I was, I was like, yeah, no, they didn't do our, you know, Jarvis. Artie, uh, Ed Edmonds, a variety of players. Yeah, so, it's getting a little yeah. dry. Anyways, right, good sorry. radio. <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh, talk about uh, the platform? Absolutely. I would love to. Sports Drink, everybody. Today's episode of Steelers Outpost Podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow. They got podcasts from many of the major sports teams for big-time American sports. And you can go to sportsdrink.org or probably more conveniently go to Instagram. Type in sports drink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels, uh, to find out more. So sports drink, all we ask is that you go do that right now, right the second. Check them out. Sports Drink. So... Although the 2022 schedule has not been announced, we do know who the opponents are. And, of course, we're going to pay everybody in the AFC North twice. We'll also be playing at home the Raiders, the Patriots, the Jets, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. And your reaction? It, it, it's astoundingly difficult. I'm going to be honest with you because uh, I always say this every year. You can tell a lot about the schedule long before the season starts. You're, all, you're guaranteed to have you know two to four games that are going to look dramatically different based on a quarterback injury on either side of the team 
or a, a big-time receiver, something like that, or weird weather. That's definitely going to happen. But you can probably assume that all these quarterbacks are playing, and so that's going to just be – like Tom Brady's probably in, right? So look at the Ravens, Bengals, and Browns. We know how good they are. The hope is that you only get Deshaun Watson once, if, if at all, against the Browns, you know. I can't remember the baseball player who got suspended just recently, Dad. We were talking about this on the phone. I don't know if you can look that up, but there's a baseball player who just got suspended two years for a sexual assault allegation, I believe. So some people are wondering if that will have an impact on Deshaun Watson thing. But you know that those AFC North games are going to be, are going to be battles. And I'd like to say it's AFC North so the Steelers will keep them close. And my instinct says that'll happen, but damn, the Bengals ran them out of the gym twice last year, right? So I don't have a lot of evidence to say that, but that's going to be a dogfight. I know the, the Ravens lost the 30th best receiver in the NFL with Marquise Hollywood Brown, which changes nothing to me. But oh my goodness, they have one of the best drafts we've ever seen, getting like five first-round type players, two guys, and Linderbaum, the center, and Hamilton, the, the safety, who are like blue-chip, blue-chip type players to their position. They're, they're just going back to being the Ravens. They got the freaking defensive tackle from Connecticut. They got Ojabo, who's not going to start the season, but he's, a, he's an edge rusher from Michigan on the other side of the Great White. Um, but, yeah, they're just going to be beating people into the submission that way. So you know that that's going to be tough. Then you look at the Raiders, and they're loaded. They got a really good quarterback. It's not Mahomes, I know, but Derek Carr is really probably at the edge of that top ten, definitely in it at this point. And now with freaking Devonta Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, like they are loaded. That, that's going to be really difficult. The Patriots are the Patriots. Now they aren't as intimidating and neither are the Jets, even though those are teams that have been – the Jets are super improved. And the Saints are kind of the same way too. Like there's just not a lot of sex appeal. So you can't feel too terrible about that. But then, you know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, depending on what their wide receiver injury situation is, obviously that's intimidating as well. So it's pretty brutal, but um, – you know, I'd say the, the the Patriots, Jets, and Saints not being uh, – having some question marks there feels a little bit better. But, yeah, intimidating. So on the road, in addition to the AFC North, we'll be playing the Falcons, the Bills, Panthers, Colts, Dolphins, and Eagles. Yeah, so the Falcons are going to get the number one pick in the draft. The Bills, Josh Allen. Let's see if we did it once, we could do it again. Panthers suck. Colts are a solid team. You don't have to be as intimidated about that. They need more weapons. Dolphins are, are really well-rounded and loaded. But again, as we've said over the years, the thing that scares the Steelers the most, over 20 years of me watching this, it's elite quarterbacks, and they don't have one. So I know they have a lot of other amazing players, and people don't realize how good their defense is, but that's deal dealable. And then the Eagles, they are super loaded. Oh, my gosh, A.J. Brown, you know, Devontae Smith. They have a lot of guys. But once again, Jalen Hurts, good would love to see him take a step. He's a likable guy, but you can't be too terrified about that. So when you look at that schedule, you know, could be worse. Let's look. So who are the great quarterbacks they really play? You got Joe Burrow twice. You might have Deshaun Watson. That would suck. You got Derek Carr. That's tricky. You got Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, who the Steelers have done really well against, though. That's kind of the, the, the caveat there. Josh Allen. And then, okay, I feel like it might have been even worse last year when they had, like, Rodgers and Mahomes and all these guys. It's interesting that the steel of all the teams in the NFL, the Steelers do not cross a time zone, which is great news because the West Coast has always been an Achilles heel. That is actually quite fortuitous timing. And the Steelers this year, they could be ramping up for a massive 2023, which you and I have been saying for like kind of the past two years. 
these rookies get acclimated. Kenny Pickett gets acclimated. There's a lot of talent across the Steelers roster, and I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to win the Super Bowl in 2023 when it's going to be, you know, Cam getting to the very, very end there, and TJ's still at the peak of his powers and stuff like that. But the Steelers aren't – they'll lose one blowout as they do every year, but otherwise they're going to be such a hard out for people. There's just too many good players on the Steelers. From the – Zenith to the nadir of the mountain. I just wanted to talk a little bit Ooh. about the USFL because they just unionized with the United Steelworkers. <laughs> surprisingly, everybody's looking for everybody's looking to sign up. Come but on. you did get some information about their their package. So these guys, they they apparently partnered with a couple of colleges. These guys can receive college degrees, tuition free and debt free, which I thought was an interesting angle. I wonder if they sort of look at these guys like, you guys aren't making any money. And you're not going to school anymore. We've got to at least try to help prop you up for <laughs> yeah, the future. But active players, if they are active for a full season, will make $45,000. You'll get $15,000 on the practice squad and 600 bucks a week for the Jeez. for uh, training camp. $1,500. That's tough. Stop the 15000 leagues. 15000 15, for the practice I mean. squad. 15000 still. I mean, okay. So if you win a, if you win a game. the league. Stop doing it. Who ever thinks that this is a good idea? Do you want to watch your own league? How about this? You know what NFL preseason is like? How about guys that can't even make it to that? We'll watch that. Raise the damn end zones. Three teams, two balls, end zones 10 feet in the air, field goals half as wide, and they move, and one gun on the field. And then I will watch. But until then... What are you guys doing? And these poor bastards making $15,000 a year on the practice squad of the USFL. Give it up, guys. Just go. Move on. Move on. Somebody in their family needs to talk to them. You're an amazing – you're the top 2% of football players in the world. But it's over, man. It's done. So speaking of stopping, I have to stop here because in exactly two and a half minutes, the Maulers, (laughs) the 0-3 Maulers are taking on the New New Jersey Generals. (laughs) I think Tone Diggs on uh, McAfee said they, they've never played in the 4-1-2. They're not a Pittsburgh team. They're playing Alabama. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this week. Hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.